jumping into a talk called Take Delight. You know, the 10th was our birthday. Uh, we, we turned nine years old as a church on January 10th. So happy birthday, church, and uh, happy birthday to you. Next year's a biggie, right? 10 years. I don't know. We're going to have to like have some confetti or something. It'll be a, a good time. Maybe we'll make some merch. Have like, a, I'm 10 or something. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but we're uh, jumping into something this year. Really, we always are praying, God, what do you put on our heart for this year? How would you like us to challenge people? What do you have to do and say? And, and really uh, came down to this thought of are we experiencing the most life has to offer? And why do we fill our lives up with things that continue to disappoint us or that fade away to where we're again searching? And uh, in this series, we wanted to take a, a look at what true delight looks like and how to experience it and how God promises it as we begin to dive into uh, a life that really can take delight in what God has given us. Uh, both in, in our personal lives, corporately as a church, and all of that. And when we go to our foundational verse as a church, really that's where this series was birthed. It says, we love you so much. This is 1 Thessalonians 2.8. <clears throat> we loved you so much that we were delighted. We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well because you had become so dear to us. I mean, we're delighted to share with you. And so that's just beautiful. But then you go a little, you know, search happy. There's a lot of places where it talks about delight, but this one has to be the one that comes up first in all those searches in the Scriptures. In Psalm 37, verse 4, take delight in the Lord, and He will give you your heart's desires. What an incredible promise. So we not only have this ability to experience delight, but we get to take delight in the Lord as well. So we're going to look at these things today with a big idea of true delight is found in Jesus. True delight. And that's what we want for your life in 2019, is for you to experience true delight. What if you could halfway through this year go, man, honestly, with everything that's come at me, with everything going on around me, life is a delight right now. Can you imagine looking in the mirror and just honestly telling yourself, like, everything's delightful. Maybe other people would look at your life and go, how? Because this is happening, and this is happening, and this is happening. Well, this is how. Jesus came so that we could have life and life to the full. We'll read that passage later in thought three. But while life can be overwhelming, God offers us true life and peace of mind through a growing relationship with Jesus. That's the promise we have. And having a growing relationship with Jesus can sound monstrous. I don't know if you've ever, like, just read our mission statement that we're people leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus and thought, well, that's a lot of responsibility. Like, that seems overwhelming. Uh, I'll come, I'll get me some Jesus, but boy, like being people who lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus, 
I don't know that I have time to work that in. You know, that's like a, a big task. That's a big thing to add to life. And uh, it could seem overwhelming, time-consuming, beyond your ability. But in actuality, it's not that complicated to have a growing relationship with Jesus that would be open to impacting others is really not that huge of a thing. It's not burdensome at all. And if it is, what we're thinking about is more religion and the tasks of religion and rules and regulations and requirements that we have to be living up to versus just taking one more step. This is not why God sent Jesus to take your sins away so that you can add more rules to your life. God wants you to live a life that is marked by delight, that each step opens up new possibilities, and it's like a breath of fresh air as we walk forward in our faith. Unfortunately, we live in a time, and, and specifically, I feel like uh, our current time that we live in, I imagine every generation says this, but where relationship with Jesus kind of seems secondary. It's like a back burner. It's, we put things before Jesus and we maybe minimize the faith and its possibilities and the source it can be for life, and we, we put other things before Him. So, we put the pleasure found in stuff before the delight found in Jesus, and we find ourselves uh, empty again. You know, we put sleep before delight in Jesus. Man, I would, I would read my Bible and pray in the morning, but I can get an additional hour of sleep. I know some of you are nighttime Bible readers. Uh, some of you have yet to be Bible readers. A great time of year to start a Bible plan. Uh, open up version on your phone. You got it right with you and start a plan. A uh, friend request me and we can keep each other accountable. It'd be pretty fun. Yeah, see what you're reading, see what I'm highlighting. Just for fun, I highlight random verses to make you wonder if I'm saved. So it's kind of fun. And uh, what was the one I read today? We were doing a mic check with this new mic, and I'm reading through these random passages that are in today's devotion. And uh, there was this one that's really weird, like, a, you know, leave your mother and your father and, and don't like your kids, you know? And I was like, I should just highlight that and not say anything about it today. So anybody on UVert is like, is he having a bad day? What's going on here? You take that verse out of context and it makes no sense, but uh, that was total tangent. Back, back to my notes. Uh, I mean, we do. We put our latest binge shows before time with Jesus. We're like, I just haven't had time to pray, but boy, I caught up on Stranger Things, so I'm ready for this summer when season three comes out, you know? Uh, I rewatched everything, but I, I haven't read my Bible. Um, we laugh, but people do that. We put relationships with people before a relationship with Jesus. And then it leads us to disappointment or emptiness or, or hypocrisy. And, and so we just, you know, we're trusting people instead of the Lord. And, and so we get these moments that lead us to a place of tension. So how do we keep our focus in 2019? How do we say, man, I want to experience delight and not get off track? How do we take advantage of this new beginning called the new year, which now it's 13 days into? Don't worry, if you've, if you've fallen off the wagon already with your Bible reading plan or whatever it is that you're doing, get back on today. His mercies are new every day. And uh, we have the ability to take delight in Jesus. So three thoughts for you today. And the first one is take delight in love. 
take delight in love. When I read these two passages we opened up with, I see a people who are delighted to love everyone, right? Not just those who maybe look like them, dress like them, live in their neighborhood, or can afford the same privileges. It says we love you so much. Do people around you get a sense that you care for them before you even know them? We began 2019 last night with a worship and prayer service. Kind of funny because in our planning last year, we, just, we were like, we just really want to pray over 2019 and the future and, and have a worship and prayer service. We hadn't done it before. And, and, and so we were kind of like, let's kick off the year strong. And so we tried to book last Saturday, you know, because it would have been like the first Saturday of the year. Uh, but the venue was booked already. And then it ended up being a Seahawks playoff game in Dallas. Anyway, uh, so it didn't work out. It would have been off uh, a bad timing. But then they lost. It was the Lord's will so that they weren't playing last night so that we could have a worship prayer service. No, we wouldn't have canceled it. Uh, but there, you know, we, it, God made the power go out, right, I believe, or, or the wind did. And uh, so it ended up being our first service of the year was a prayer and worship service. And what we were doing there is we just wanted to cover the year in prayer. And it was cool, a bunch of you showed up and we prayed for all kinds of stuff. But just being able to pray, I believe you can't dislike anyone you pray for. And, and the Bible's challenging. It'll tell us if somebody hurts you, bless them, pray for them, do good to them. I mean, why does it tell you that? Because it's really hard to like blog the hate when you're praying blessings on someone. It's really hard to, to look someone in the eye and be mad at them if you've been praying the best over them. So we have this opportunity to open up our lives to loving people and it being a major impact in us. I don't know if you saw what it looks like to step out of the comfort zone and love somebody the way you know God's just nudging you uh, to love. I know that like uh, 400,000 people have shared this and about 19 million people watched it, but uh, did you catch the FedEx person who listened to this opportunity she had to love? If you didn't, here's a quick video for you. Hey everyone, as you can tell, I'm at work. I just had to pull over and share something real quick. Um, as I'm delivering, uh, I pull up to this house. The lady walks out because she's checking her, her mailbox for her newspaper. And I have two boxes for her, so we start walking up the driveway together and she asked me if I had a happy holidays, and I was telling her how busy it was. I told her I had a, a really great uh, Christmas and New Year's, and I, I asked her the same. I was like, how was your holidays? And with tears in her eyes, she said it wasn't good. And um, she said, he's sick. My husband's sick. He has cancer. I continued a small talk to try to change the subject because that's awkward. And uh, I delivered her package. She said, what's your name? I said, Amanda. And she told me her name. I drove off. Um, my heart's pounding. I, I do probably 20 more stops. And I have to go back. Um, you know, with this kind of job, we're on a, a tight schedule. Um, quicker you do it, the better. Quicker you get home. I stopped what I was doing. I went back to that neighborhood and rang her doorbell. And uh 
asked her. She came down the stairs, and uh, she had tears in her eyes when she saw it was me. She smiled, and I said, ma'am, can I pray with you? And she just broke down. She came out on the front porch and squeezed me so tight. Um, this lady I've never met. She held my hand so tight. And I prayed for her and her family and for her husband. And the point of this is, is a lot of people want the Lord to use them. And, and for me as an example, I pray every day for the Lord to use me. But when he's, he's trying to use you or when you feel that call and that, that tug on your heartstrings, do you move your feet? Do you move? Because I easily could have just went, I have a hundred stops. I easily could have just went about the rest of my day thinking about it. So when you feel those tugs on your, on your heartstrings and you feel like you need to do this, stop and do it. You know what I mean? Um, oh man. That was like the most genuine hug I have received in a long time. And I just want to share that with you guys. If you, if you're praying for the Lord to help, and to use you in people's situations, when he is giving you a chance, do it. If not, you're gonna you're gonna continue to think about it and think about it and regret it. Like, so be sure you know what you're praying for when you're praying. I don't know. I just it, it made me sad, but yet it made my day. To this lady was just so alone. But anyway, you guys have a good day. That's what true delight looks like simple tug of the heart in obedience in a way that just absolutely shook her path and millions of people obviously crave and uh, so I look at that kind of heart and go Lord give us that unction that obedience that love for people that we would turn around, that we would allow our lives to be interrupted. We, we called it for nine years that we would have open life moments where we would just pause and let our life be interrupted and open so that someone else's life could be impacted positively and they could experience the love of God. This past year, open life saw increase. I mean, we grew over 13% as a church, and um, that's amazing. I mean, we did, we, we, we saw here towards the end of the year about 135 people a week uh, come into open life and hearing the hope of Jesus and finding the source of true life and experiencing this longing to bring others into their story and into the story of Jesus. And I I've been praying for this year, saying, Lord, I pray that we could increase even more, that we could reach even more people for you. Why? We don't pursue loving people to grow the church. We pursue growing the church so we can love more people, because it's exponential. We need more people out there willing to turn around and pause and allow their life to be interrupted for the hope of someone else. For someone else to hear that they can make it another day, another week, that they could get through this. For someone to look into their heart through their eyes and say, you got this, you can make this, you can get through this season. 
We saw your generosity increase last year, over 30% increase in generosity from the previous year. And, and, and why bring that up? Because it's amazing what's tied to that. I have to share this win with you because there's so much that can happen through generosity. There's so much that did happen through generosity. You don't realize this, but like we've got visions and ideas to, to love more students, to love more kids, and even renting one more wing costs $110.50 a week. That's just kind of the realities of like doing church that's mobile in a school, and we love doing church here. So it's like that, that thing is just a reality of ours, right? And that doesn't seem like a lot of money per se, but when you add it up every week, that's about a 3% increase just to rent another wing to maybe launch something for middle schoolers or whatever comes to fruition as we have new dreams for students and, and kids and we pursue that before the Lord. So we pray for increase. I mean, we, we also pray for increase so that when we're highlighting a strategic partner during a month, amazing things happen. So we had an incredible December financially. And we were giving 10% of everything that was given to Convoy of Hope in December. Now, what's incredible is Convoy of Hope ended up getting a, a large donor that said, we'll match every donation that comes to Convoy of Hope. And if you don't know who they were and you weren't here in December, they provide disaster relief and they also have feeding programs for kids all over the globe. And so they, uh, in December, we were able to, to process giving of $2,358 to Convoy of Hope before the match was over, right? And, uh, but that became $4,716 given to feed people and provide relief in times of disaster. And that's you that did that. So like, I just say, way to go, because that's massive from a church, open life, 150 people, 135 people, depending on the week, way to go. That's incredibly, incredibly generous. But we want to see that continue. We want to continue to shock the community on our generosity. Why? Because that's, people experience love through that. For example, one family experienced such tangible love in December. We received a call from the head nurse of the Sumner Bonnie Lake School District. And they told us a story of a child who was no longer going to be able to attend school in 2019 because of medical conditions, and, uh, but somebody slipped them our name and said, maybe open life can help. They needed to monitor um, their insulin levels and some different things that they just could not do themselves because of their age. And the school district had purchased one piece of equipment, the family had purchased another, but they ran out of money on both ends and couldn't purchase the piece of equipment in the middle that would make the readings allow that person to not be in danger to be away from their family and at school. And so when they presented that to us, we were like, you know what? Let's wrap it up and let's get it to them before Christmas. So we put a rush order on it and it was at that school two days later. And to be able to do that, the only way we could do that is because of your generosity. Back in the last month, we supported education funding. <laughs> it's like you, you just realize, here's a family 
that probably, we, we don't know, we don't know their name, they, but they probably experienced delight to a level that we can't fathom. I hope to hear their story someday and to be able to share the details with you. That's awesome. I'm so excited for the delight that 16 open lifers have signed up for, whether it's going to a missions trip in the Dominican Republic, July 1st through the 11th, or whether it's uh, heading to uh, Surabaya, Indonesia later on in July and beginning of August. I'm so excited to hear from these 16 the stories of loving people that they get a window to do and and that they've stepped up and said, man, we want to love beyond our community. And that's a big step of faith for people. It's a big financial commitment. We'll talk more about that every, every day we're together this month. But it's a foundational year to be able to send out teams because I believe Open Life will be sending from this time forward a missions team out every year to different countries, to different locations, probably to the Dominican Republic for the next three years for sure. I'm pumped about that. And I'm pumped about being able to fan into flame this heart for the globe and people. We put all that out there because your generosity makes all those things happen. Like it stirs the faith of people, not only in the church to be able to say yes to like a missions trip, but in the community to be able to even send their child to school. That's love in motion, right? And it takes action to love. I think the action of love is service, right? So our second thought, take delight in serving. Not only is it generosity and intangibly helping people experience love, but boy, it's in serving that people experience the love of God. We can love people all we want from our home. We can sit down. We can pray hours for them. But if we never do anything that helps them know by serving them, it's invisible. So what makes love visible is serving. I see a people who discover their unique design in God, that God has given you a unique design and gift to serve each other. And this year... We're excited to fan that into flame. We can't wait to help to build your life and who God has created you to be this year. It's one of, the, one of the things, man, I think you'll be so delighted if you're serving in areas that you're gifted to serve. So we're praying, God, reveal that to people. We have a couple series coming up. March is going to be incredibly equipping for that. And uh, a program called Growth Tracks, we're pumped to roll out. But we're believing that God is going to raise up in you the giftedness you've been uniquely wired with since birth. And we're going to allow that to just catch on fire and, and go crazy. In a world that continues to pursue delight through selfish ambition and self-serving means you'll have this opportunity to shine through serving. I would love to see our volunteer teams increase, go from like 40 to 50 on a consistent basis, I'd love us to break through that 80 mark, double up our volunteers serving people, which allows us to dream. Man, how can we serve youth better? How can we serve kids better? How can we be more hospitable, have more people on greeting teams and, and um, 
all those hospitality areas. I'd love to see people thriving in their strengths. Maybe you love taking photos and, and video. I, I just think there's something that could come alive if we could express our stories better through those means, whether it's on social media or blogging or whatever. Maybe you're a writer and you want to offer your gifts and equipping people with tools and taking these things into written form. Uh, you know, uniquely you're all created differently and designed differently so to empower you is what 2019 looks like we don't want to just have ample volunteers filling square pegs and round holes like we literally want to fan into flame the gift of God within you because you're each uniquely wired some of you are uniquely wired to be leaders of leaders and there's opportunities that we can increase in that even in the Old Testament uh, Moses was challenged that what he was doing was not good because he was leading everybody and and Jethro came to him and said no you got to empower people to lead tens and hundreds and thousands and we have those leaders in this room and can't wait to empower you to lead. In fact, we just did the last couple days. You notice some of the cups had uh, foster uh, stickers on them. We had a, a foster care training here for over 100 people that we hosted. The Open Life hosted Friday and Saturday. And uh, uh, just to, to fan into flame the leadership some people have within the foster and adopt community because we want to be all in with that and equip them and empower them and, and to help raise up additional families that would foster and adopt. And you make that possible again through your generosity and people serving. It's so beautiful. And uh, in 2019, I think we're going to have a delighted people serving the Lord, serving His church and the church's mission in this community. But I also think there is that other side of serving. It's not just about serving the church. It's about serving the community. We have this verse, this passion verses in Jeremiah 29, 5 through 7. It says, Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry, have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it because if it prospers, you too will prosper. That's a pretty cool passage. And you never know who is watching and how you are helping the community become inspired and prosper. That's the power of being present to serve, right? Is you, you start to make illuminated the vision and mission of the church through you, where you're, wherever you're serving. And people begin to get this contagious spirit of how they could be used by God. Your delight being active in the community is crazy, whether it's like the community big give or whether it's serving at the Sumner Food Bank backpack programs on Thursday nights. Or there's all kinds of opportunities to be present. And there's a story this past year that you probably are totally unaware of. And the dots kind of got connected for me in a message of appreciation in December that I wanted to share with you here. Last year, I said yes to an opportunity to MC and be on a committee to lead the White River Community Summit. 
It was uh, a leadership summit that was going to help youth kind of give feedback on their community and then present the community with that information for whomever was interested. And, uh, and so about 100 people gathered together at White River High School, and we shared to them the data and interviewed students and had a speaker, Anthony Clark, here from Monty Lake High School shared. And it was a very cool moment. But in the process of that, encouraging students to dream and people on the teams to dream and sharing stories of community big give and open life, one of the gals that was going through there, like, had this thought she had just never expressed. And she spoke it out loud. She's like, man, I've just always had this thought. How beautiful would Buckley be if all the buildings were lit during Christmas? And we were just like, you should do it. You should do it. You could totally do it. It's not about you and what you could do. It's about what everybody else could do. Why not? So these contagious kind of cultures and spirits we share here infused this faith of this gal. And she said, I think I may share this idea with a few others. And that a few others and a few others, and next thing you know, Mary on Main in Buckley was born. This idea of creating a thing with lights and carolers and every Saturday in December. And, and it was a stretch. I mean, be- beautiful decorations and homes. And if you, you got to keep driving so that you can eventually see the beautiful Boyle home, you know, down the way with lights going nuts. So it was awesome. And so uh, we had fun looking at the Uh, the community and what it did there. But then we were told uh, while sitting at Craft 19 one day that the city of Sumner was consulting with the guy who helped them do the Buckley one because they thought it was so cool. They want to do the same thing in Sumner so that people could enjoy, you know, these lights and a holiday spirit and a community. And you're going, this all links back. Uh, Sandra Smith, the coordinator of Marion, Maine, said, thank you tell thank you to not only you, but to, to the church you lead and the people that had faith to do things like community big give. Because without seeing that that had worked for you, I would have never had the courage to take this on. And you're just going, you don't realize what your faith and your heart to serve the community is inspiring to prosper communities around us. It's really incredible and it's kind of mind-boggling and you go, really? Is that really? Are they just being nice or is that really, you know? No, really. You're inspiring people. And you might just think it's a coincidence, but I think it's the answer to this call in this passage that we are going to go out and serve our communities and help them prosper. When I look ahead at 2019, I see a people who are serving their church faithfully, having a love to serve. I see a people who are serving their community with great delight. I see a people serving their family, their neighbors, their employers, their employees. I see students serving their schools, their classmates, their teachers, their teams, being a pure example of Jesus' love. Not serving out of obligation or guilt, but out of promise and the discovery of delight. Taking delight. I guess... The expression to me that makes sense there is we'd be a people that are quick to serve. There'd be no hesitation. It'd just be, I got this. A people quick to serve. And then finally, we would take delight in life. This could be the hardest thing, honestly. For my personality, 
to slow down enough to take delight in the life happening around us. We launched that hashtag last year, if you follow Open Life on Instagram or Facebook, and, or myself, every once in a while, a hashtag, love, serve, life. And ultimately, it's the three points today. But the uh, this love, serve, life mindset that, it, that we need to love our community and the expression of that is to serve And when we do that, not only will the community experience the life that's in Jesus, we'll experience this delight in life that is just hard to express, right? And it's promised right here in John 10, 9 through 10. It says, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and find good pastures. The thief's perspective purpose is to steal and kill and destroy, but my person is to give them a rich and satisfying life. That's why we choose Jesus. We follow Jesus and we get His love in our life and we get to present that love to people around us. Life, true, satisfying life. And when serving, it's easy to get caught up in what we've been able to accomplish, and forget the stories in the middle of that accomplishment. I mean, it's easy to, to say we serve meals to over 700 and some people, or that every week 300 backpacks are being packed for students in the Sumner School District. It's easy to celebrate those numbers, but that's like a bunch of stories if we would just pause and listen and maybe capture. What would it look like to be a people that would get great at telling and sharing our story, where we're at in our relationship with God and relationship with each other, that we would pause to appreciate the life being lived in the present. What if we began to share our stories openly? I share mine, you share yours, and we actually become a part of each other's story. Well, it's actually God's plan that we would become great sharers. Revelation 12:11 says, They have defeated him, speaking of the enemy, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb, that's Jesus, so what he did on the cross and the resurrection, and by their testimony. They did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. I see a people unashamed. When I pray for open life, I see a people unashamed, full of life, and becoming a part of each other's stories. I don't see how you could go without finding a group to be a part of, like a small group, community group. Because the life that's shared there is just incredible. Whether it's through re-engage as you're sharpening your marriage coming up in February, or whether it's jumping into a home group in your neighborhood or somewhere here in the community that fits your schedule. Just to have that community with a group of people that you can relate to and be 100% open with. A safe, authentic community of followers of Jesus and others that join because it's attractive when you're authentic. People want to be around you when you're real. and We're genuine. So I don't want to be a church with groups. I want to be a church of groups. And turning that corner and watching us lead into year 10 with just authentic community that's incredibly contagious happening amongst us. And 
I'm praying for that, that we would get incredible at sharing our stories, opening up our life. It doesn't say they overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and their perfect story and their perfect testimony. No, just share where you're at and what God's doing. We're all in process. Some of us are in a season of pain, and this process seems overwhelming. We're praying for you. You're not alone. We want to surround you. So share your story. I know some of the things you're facing in this room, and it's got to be overwhelming. Share your stories. Because the burden is light. That's God's desire for our life, is that the burden would be light. When we share with one another, we can lift each other's arms in prayer and comfort. So 1 Thessalonians 2.8, again, said, we loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Because you'd become so dear to us. You're dear to us. Maybe you're here for the first time. I hope you sense you're dear to us today. Like we've prayed for you. We pray for everybody in this community, in this city. Our action point this week is take delight in Jesus. And it's through this whole series. Take delight in Jesus. Find the delight in Jesus by loving others, by serving others, by doing life together. Your 2019 will be off the chart if you do those things personally and as a church. God has great plans for you, even though today might be a dark day. We're praying for you. We, we thank you for being open enough to share your stories so that we can walk through the valleys with you and the mountaintops. So can we pause and pray for the worship team sings and then Jaden will come and close us, share what we're doing this month with strategic generosity. God, I thank you for an incredible church. Thank you for nine great years and we can't wait to see what the next 10 hold in store for this community. What we've been able to accomplish serving and loving in this city have been unforgettable already. But Lord, you have so many more people that need the love of Jesus in their life. They need an authentic expression of hope and love and peace. God, equip us with that transparent willingness. Let us be quick to serve. Let us love everybody, even if they don't fit in our world, in the regular mindset of community. Let us be a lover of everyone bring hope to the communities around us and continue and maybe step our game up in sharing life with one another this year. Help us experience amazing things that 2019 has to hold and set the foundation for the next decade of what you want to do in and through each of us personally and as a church. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for the love you've given us. In your name we pray. Amen. If you want to respond on your Connect card, either digitally or the physical one you have there, what God's doing in your life, we want to be right there with you. Share your prayer requests with us. We pray for those. Um, and then uh, make sure you check any boxes that fit because we want to connect with you and help you grow into the design God has for your life. But